0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Thanks for listening to the For the Campus podcast, where each week we sit down and have discussions about Christian faithfulness in the college campus. To learn more about City Church Tallahassee and our ministries, head to citychurchtallahassee.com.
2: What's up, y'all? My name is Kevin Pham. Thank you so much for joining us today on the For the Campus podcast. Uh, we are going through a relationship series here at City Church U throughout February. So um, we're just doing different podcasts about relationships and hearing some godly advice for some people. And so Becca is out today because she was unfortunately exposed to COVID. So <laughs> instead, we have Emma hi, um, helping me out today and a little different. Uh, we usually do student leaders, but today we have John and Kaylin Wells if you all want to say hi real hey, quick. Hey, guys.
3: Thanks for having us.
2: Absolutely. So, funny story, I actually don't know them super well. We've uh, only <laughs> hung out like twice, and twice we were over board games at the Atlas. And so, but um, I know that they love the Lord, and they help with premarital counseling at City Church, and so I was like, man, let's get them on this thing. <laughs> um, so I'll let y'all talk about your ministry experience and what you do at City Church first, or what you have done, and then we'll hop into some of these questions. You want to
4: go
5: first? Sure. Sure. So, um, yeah, we've been at City Church now, I guess, 10 years, is it? And I, I had the cool opportunity to grow up in a ministry home. My parents are missionaries, so I actually was born and raised overseas, and so have been in the ministry since the womb, actually. <laughs> in what country? Uh, so I was born in Mexico. Okay. So, so, soy Mexicana, for those who can speak Spanish. Um, but anyway... Here at City Church, we've been here for 10 years. When we first came, our youngest was a—actually, I was pregnant with our youngest, and so I did the whole just trying to survive with a <laughs> toddler and an infant for a few years. But we got involved just volunteering through various groups and, and just mentoring and just walking alongside brothers and sisters here in the ministry, and then just more in a official capacity within the past couple of years of become Joe's associate in the discipleship ministry here.
2: Nice. Are you fluent in Spanish?
5: I'm a little rusty. <laughs> I, although I will say sometimes I do dream in Spanish, oh, and weird. I don't quite catch everything that, I don't even understand everything. Oh, nice. oh my uh, goodness. goodness. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When okay. did you
2: come to the States?
5: Um. So I was young. I was about five, but okay. at that point, we still went back and spent a lot of time over there in big chunks. And so okay. I'm actually a dual citizen. I have citizenship. Oh, fun fact. There and oh, here. I love yep. it. hmm
3: yeah uh I did not grow up in a ministry family <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I uh, I got saved when I was 21 actually and um, had uh, was actually living out in Colorado was a bartender out there and just living the dream and Jesus came and changed a bunch of stuff in my life and uh, ended up uh, going... To Tennessee for seminary, which is actually where Kaylin and I mm-hmm. met. I uh, felt like God wanted me in ministry, and uh, yeah, we, we planted a church up there and did a bunch of stuff, and uh, God just kind of brought us down here, and uh, now we... Uh work here and well I work for University of Florida here in Tallahassee. I know all your college students <laughs> love that. Wait, I didn't know that. Yes, I you work, work for, for UAG F- but not here. I know. Uh-oh. We, we I didn't check IT that before that. we started the podcast. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> Kevin's about to kick us all in. Yeah. You <laughs> your entire yeah look, <laughs> listenership just dropped. Yeah, Everyone turns <laughs> it off just then. They have nothing they can tell us. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, we, we do a lot of marriage stuff uh, here for City Church. I was on staff briefly as okay. a care director, kind of doing pastoral care stuff. And um, yeah, uh, God's using us in whatever way we can right now. It's nice. Cool.
2: And how many years have y'all been married for?
5: 16 and a half. Gotcha.
2: Good stuff. Well, cool. We'll hop into these questions um, and then we'll just see where it goes. Uh, how did you know that this was the
3: person you wanted to marry?
5: you want to take that one?
3: (laughs) Um, wow. Well, uh, I I think the the biggest part of it was just kind of getting to know her and seeing her godly character and, uh, seeing how she acted. Um, I can tell you for me, uh, I had, I, I had only been a believer for a few years and my, uh, I guess secular dating experience was one thing, and then uh, I became a believer, and you know, most of the Christian girls I met, I'll tell you, were just kind of straight-up weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, wow. So I kind of had a big, long list of, you know, this is just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going down this weird road, <laughs> or, you know, these, these are the do's and don'ts. And I met her, and uh, she wasn't like that. She was she was awesome. Uh, she was a godly woman. We could have great conversations about the Bible and theology. She's smart. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. And it just kind of came to a point more that I just couldn't picture living the rest of my life without her. And that was it. So the big
5: takeaway is I'm not weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the
3: bottom line. How long did y'all date for? Uh. About a year and a half. Yeah, a year okay.
2: and a half. Yeah. yeah. Engage for
5: how long? Three months. Well, oh, that is probably well, the quickest we'll engagement. Pro- we'll I've probably heard. like if we circle back around that we're all for short engagements. And <laughs> oh so yeah, okay. very short engagements. We can cool. we can circle back. Yeah around, yeah, but, yeah. Well, I was my my part is kind of funny. Uh, I was a musician and I was really involved in performing and that was just kind of my life, just performing. And so, while I you know I wanted a guy who loved the Lord, my <laughs> second big criteria was that he would be a musician because I wanted to share that aspect uh, with with my partner and wanted us to perform together and all the things. But then I met John and as (laughs) I got to know him, uh, I was just, I was drawn by his incredible zeal and love for the Lord. I mean, just Jesus oozed out of every pore of him. And if you get to know John for any length of time, you will find out he can only sing one note. And that one (laughs) note is not a pretty note. (laughs) (laughs) But as I got to just know his heart for the Lord, that musician criteria that was so high up just dropped like a rock because that was not important anymore. Um, I'd rather have a loving, godly man than a musician partner. Were you
2: convinced that you'd be married to a musician one day
5: oh yeah i i for sure and thought we would perform together and all oh, this kind of stuff wow. but i met him and he completely changed that for me mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> That's good, i got kicked out of her choir at the church we met at <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow they like begged me to join because they needed more male voices and then they were like no. not <laughs> that one <laughs> <laughs> That's cool.
1: Okay so what traits should a Christian be looking for in a spouse aside from like personal preference what is something that you think that you should be looking for in a spouse?
3: I uh, I would say definitely godly character above anything else um, you you need somebody who is gonna kind of share those those common, goals and common worldviews um Mm -hmm. and uh and puts christ first in their life um i know that's that's kind of a it it sounds like kind of a cliche thing to say (laughs) but but if you're you're really serious about your faith why would you date somebody who is not Yeah. yeah uh yeah just those those worldview issues and 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 common goals are going to take you through hard parts in your life where it's like common interest while while that's nice like you know having Loving spaghetti in the color blue and, you know, <laughs> Seminoles or something is not going to take you through uh, difficult parts mm-hmm. of your marriage.
5: I think Colossians 3, uh, verses 12 through 17 really sum, sum up a lot of those characteristics John was talking about. Just one who pursues holiness and is loving and who puts on kindness and humility and compassion and gentleness. And uh, let's, you know, the... Word of God dwell richly in their hearts. Um, I think also, I would look for someone who is dedicated to serving the body of Christ. And I think you guys talked about this in the last podcast with uh, Hank and Emma. Yes, and that that's a really good point. You know, are mm-hmm. they serving others? Are they in fellowship with other believers? Mm-hmm. Are they mm-hmm. learning? Are they growing? I'd say things like that. Nice.
2: Um, what are some boundaries that y'all put up while dating and while engaged?
5: Um, we we just made it a rule that we would never be in a house or apartment or anything like that alone. Gotcha. We, so our dating experience was either with my family or in groups with friends or if we wanted – Alone time to talk. It was mm-hmm. just out in public. We often went to various parks. That's cool. And Because just... you lived with your family at the time. Yeah, right? I did. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. we got married when I was 21. Mm-hmm. We actually both got married while we were still an undergrad. Okay. Um, we hadn't even finished college yet. And so we just made that a rule. Mm-hmm.
2: Was anyone against that, getting married in undergrad, family-wise? Mm-hmm. Or
3: no. 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 Uh, we Actually, I guess when we had originally started even thinking about marriage and talking about that we the plan was let's wait but um well uh kaylin's a big planner we're we're both (laughs) big planners i'll I'll just tell you this that our little engagement story there i proposed to her and uh she was all excited and then she she said yes and She asked, she was like, well, you know, when when were you thinking? And I said, Because
5: we had already said we didn't want long engagements. Yeah,
3: and we were still like, we had a year left of college. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I was thinking like this summer. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, how can we do that? And I said, well, I've got spreadsheets. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my gosh. After
5: he put a ring on it, he gave me a spreadsheet. (laughs) So
3: romantic. I I had it all budgeted out. It worked great. It was beautiful. That's awesome, though.
5: Honestly. I think just some other boundaries, we made sure, you know, just the making out thing was mm-hmm. not something, you know, that was, yeah, let's do that. And, yeah. You know, it's hard, but it was, it was worth it for the sake of purity. And, and this is a funny story people always chuckle at, but I'm, I'm grateful for John's vulnerability and leadership in this about the last three weeks of our engagement we'd gotten an apartment and so he was already moving in Mm -hmm. and so I remember when I'd go help move boxes and stuff like that about three weeks before our wedding he just said from here on out just bring a friend Mm -hmm. don't come by yourself and help just bring a friend and so he I was grateful that he took the leadership Mm -hmm. and seeing where okay this is getting difficult so let's put this extra parameter in for us
1: yeah
2: that's cool -hmm. Y'all want to tell your first kiss story real quick?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's beautiful and magical. Yeah, so romantic. (laughs) Uh, Kay, you need to tell this. Okay,
5: so. so I just knowing my struggles and the way my mind and heart works, I had just set the rule for myself that I was not going to kiss or say I love you to anyone other than my husband. And I'm not saying for okay. other people yeah, yeah. T- to do that. Um, it's just for me personally. I didn't personally. know this the record. Yes, she, bless his heart. <laughs> it he didn't was not
3: something that was communicated. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so anyway, one day we're out at a park, and he leans in for the kiss. I guess I was oblivious, lost in my own thoughts, and it shocked me that he kissed me without asking. And so... Was a little bit of an overreaction, but I just stood up and I slapped him right across the (laughs) face. (laughs) And I said, Take me home right now. And so you just, his poor face, he just was kind of like, What? And, but he did. We got in the car and he drove me home and I got out. It was a quiet drive. Oh Oh my uh, goodness. Got out and I said, don't call me, I'll call you. And of course, again, it was very overreactional. That's
2: funny. Were you but crying or no?
5: No, I wasn't crying. Right. I was just like, how could he like, kiss could me? You? And I, at that point, I didn't even know if, mm-hmm. you know, we were going to be together. We were still in the... How well, long I was. How long <laughs> have you been dating?
3: Like a month. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> See, this See, this was the weird Christian girl thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I knew you were going to say that.
5: But I called my best friend and she said, okay, while he should have asked, she said, you did overreact, so you do need to apologize. Mm. And she said, and you should have told him beforehand. Um, so that is the first kiss Fun slap story. Now.
3: Did it hurt? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it was more shocking. Than, I think hey, it probably uh, hurt his feelings. <laughs> yeah, but hey, it's been sixteen years, and Heck we're yeah, still rocking. Yeah. So. That's <laughs> right. She didn't slap me anymore when I kissed her. No, yeah. no, just another time, right? <laughs>
5: <laughs> but you know, thankfully, he's the one I married, so it worked yeah, out. It worked and that's out. true. I haven't kissed anyone else. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
1: on the subject of boundaries, getting into spiritual boundaries, I know a lot of people that have asked this question, especially college students. In your opinion, should couples be reading their Bibles together?
3: I'd say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Deuteronomy 6 says, You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. And these words I uh, command you today uh, shall be on your hearts. Uh, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk about them when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking in the way, uh, when you're Uh, Lie down, and when you rise up, you'll bind them as a sign on your hand and as frontlets between your eyes. Uh, You'll write them on the uh, post of your house and on your gates. And for a believer, that's, I mean, talking about the scriptures should be our whole life. Uh, We should be having those discussions all the time. And if you're having any kind of a relationship with somebody, I can't Mm -hmm. imagine that you wouldn't be talking about that. That's
5: good. Uh, if, if you think about it, you know, up until marriage, if you do marry this person, your relationship is brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. And so, I, you know, just like I would talk about Scripture with Emma or with Kevin, you know, I hope I would be studying and talking about Scripture with my significant other. But John's made good points in the past about n- not asserting marriage roles into that right. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah um yeah. you you say it well john
3: yeah uh i mean yeah it's the the guy you're dating the girl you're dating it's not your husband it's not your wife mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be treating them like that and falling into those marriage roles but mm-hmm. uh you should definitely be communicating those things uh just as you would with another uh, brother or sister in christ
5: so that like the guy doesn't have to assert spiritual leadership over yeah. her and she doesn't have to s- spiritually submit to him mm-hmm. as, as if he were her husband. Mm-hmm. So I think just being aware of that and, and being careful not to cross over. Yeah.
3: And what that studying looks like and look like different things for mm-hmm. different people. Um, I'll tell you, Kaylin and I, uh, this sounds weird to <laughs> people, we tell them, uh, we, we don't do not like do bible studies together right because i am like slow and methodical and spend a long time going over stuff and she straight up hates that (laughs) 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 so uh what but what we do do is we we have conversations about what we're reading and what we're studying and about the bible all the time so yeah uh, we're we're, we're we're talking through things, or you know, even if we're reading the same book uh, or the same
5: passage in scripture and
3: stuff. We'll we'll talk about it. We just we don't do some formal thing together because mm-hmm. that yeah. just did not work we're, for real. us. I hear that. Very cool.
2: Um, I was gonna say something. Oh, for so people can't see this because they're just listening and not watching. John just like recited that whole passage from memory. Yeah, yes. that was what not from that was <laughs> not. He wasn't looking at um, it.
5: John has a ton of scripture memorized. Oh, really? Yes,
2: very impressive. Um what were deal breakers in relationships before y'all got married? So maybe not even between y'all two, but just like deal breakers in your mind.
5: Well, I'll just say John's actually only ever been my only relationship. Oh, okay. So um, cool. I can't answer that.
3: <laughs> for her, it was anybody who wasn't me. With a deal <laughs> oh <my> gosh, <laughs> <that's> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, uh, a, a lot of it was character issues. I can tell you even, even before I became a believer, I remember dating girls and just thinking like, you know, this this chick's just terrible, <laughs> you know. She's mean to people, or she is, uh, she she lies, or she mm. does whatever. And just thinking, you know, I mean, it, even as an unbeliever, thinking this is not somebody I really want to spend the rest of my life with, because you know they they have they have bad character, they have uh, they're they make poor decisions, and I don't I don't want to be the receiving end of that in some way, in some at uh, some future date. Uh, so, uh, uh, while a lot of those relationships are probably pretty pretty sterile, or, or not sterile, uh, pretty uh, superficial as an unbeliever, a lot of it was just based on, hey, this girl's hot. Um, <laughs> when I became a believer and I uh, started thinking through these things, uh, I, I mean, the, I think one of the main things I prayed for was, God, help me find a woman who loves you more than I do. Mm. And uh Kaylin was was an awesome woman in that way.
1: Yeah, so for Kaylin, deal-breakers were don't kiss me without asking <laughs> and be a musician, and he broke both of those, so that went really well for her. What well, can I say? I'm flexible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so how did the conversations about past relationships go while you were dating? How did you address them? Obviously, that's different with Kaylin. Yeah, right, yes, right. Right. Did yeah. you have a conversation such as that, like with John, or how would you approach that um that was
3: that was probably a a major thing i fell down in uh, Mm. and before we got married Uh, i was pretty light on details and dodgy Mm -hmm. and a big part of that just came from some bad advice i'd gotten from some pastor friend of mine Mm. Uh, pastors give bad advice too uh,
5: (laughs) it it was well-meaning but it it was not good advice
2: Um, was this one conversation or was this between y'all two or ongoing
5: no it was i guess just one obviously becoming a believer as an adult Mm -hmm. his dating lifestyle just was very much as you can imagine and so the pastor i think well-meaning was kind of like don't be forthcoming with certain things, gotcha. um, so John being a new believer and yeah, yeah. still trying to understand what is submission to our pastors and stuff like that didn't say he, much. But he
3: basically told me, uh, you, "You don't have to tell her anything unless she asks. Uh, you don't have to volunteer any information on that." And so I didn't, and I I had a lot of like guilt and shame yep. for mm-hmm. probably the first year of our marriage, knowing that I was you know she she was just kind of believing one thing and i wouldn't correct her yeah <laughs> and uh and it it was bad and finally uh it was it was probably a year into our marriage and uh, we talked about it one night uh it was like really late i i couldn't go to sleep uh that night and was sitting up and she got up and uh sat on the couch next to me and it's like hey i got some things that i need to confess to you and we talked about it and obviously everything's cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're still here.
5: Well, it, it was interesting. I appreciate his honesty and I appreciate that he was sensitive to the Holy Spirit's work cuz that clearly mm-hmm. was the Holy Spirit, but um I, I was kind of In his case, I was like, well, that was all pre-Christ, so yeah. 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 That's I'm not shocked and, you know, but I I appreciate that he could have continued to hide it, but he did right. tell me and yeah, it didn't change anything.
2: It's good. How would you tell, um, like, a current student who's at CCU who's gone through um, sexual sin in the past, like, what would you tell them if they're in a relationship right now that's maybe moving towards seriousness, which I hope if they're in a relationship, yeah. <laughs> moving towards something serious, how would you tell them to go about them? or?
3: Yeah, uh, I would say, and in, in Kay, you can correct me if, if you have a different opinion on this, but, I, I mean, I'd say, you know, give give some general uh, guidelines of, hey this is you know hey i've dated you know some guys in the past and you know we've I've, we've been physical with you know whatever two three people whatever it is and uh, i mean I, w- I wouldn't go into
5: like a play-by-play yeah, but you don't need yeah, to get
3: into the weeds and into the dirty details there uh-huh. uh i mean if you are going to be marrying somebody though and approaching that they, they certainly have uh, the right to ask gotcha. and mm-hmm. get those get, yeah. get all the details they they feel like they need to get. But um, yeah, and so it's
2: not wrong to ask necessarily if you're yeah. moving
3: towards a serious. Yeah, don't hide it. Uh, you know, be, be forthcoming, but you know, don't get into the details unless the other person just needs to know.
2: Gotcha. Um, did y'all talk about kids before marriage, or we all like we'll just figure this out as we go? <laughs> no,
5: we're we're both pretty big planners and wanting to make sure we align in major decisions. So we, we did talk about kids. Yeah. I, I wanted, although I wanted a bazillion children <laughs> and, and he was
3: like, two's good. Her own personal army. <laughs> she wanted like Four. And I wanted two. Mm-hmm. You knew you wanted two. Yeah. Gotcha. And then we, or well, I said, we'll compromise at three. And she was like, eh, whatever. We'll <laughs> <get> <laughs> three and then we'll just have a four. <laughs> and then we had number two, and number two was really hard. And, and then so we, we
5: stopped.
3: just had two. <laughs> Emma, right? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha.
5: She was colicky. And so that mm. was a really rough nine months. Yeah. Colicky? <laughs> yes. So she, colic is where they just cry all the time. Yeah. All yeah. the time. All the time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. How did you guys go about naming your children? Was that like, oh, good did question. one of you have that in mind beforehand or was it like a mutual thing?
5: You know, it was really easy for us. I know a lot of couples really struggle with names. It was easy for us. We both kind of gave our names, and with Jack, it was the same. Mm-hmm. And then with Emma, he, Actually, her name is Emmaline, yes. but John thinks that's kind of an old lady name. So I said, I okay. like Emmaline. I, I love that Kevin. name. I thank wish you. my name was Emmaline. fine. <laughs> we said, that'll be her given name and we can call her Emma for short. Mm-hmm. That was our compromise. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, so there was compromise of Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
3: awesome. And Jack's actually the third. Yeah. I'm a junior. So. Yeah.
5: And we just call him Jack for short because I didn't want two Johns in the house. Yeah, that's it's
3: confusing. A hassle.
5: Yeah. I gotcha.
1: Okay. All right. So... Moving on, what has been the hardest part of marriage for you both, whether that was like one specific instance or whether it's a continual?
3: Uh, I think just kind of living out that whole Ephesians <laughs> idea of marriage, of yeah. this representing the gospel and uh, dying to self because we, mm-hmm. we want to make it all about us mm-hmm. and, you know, our, our needs and our pleasure and our, you know, desire and everything else and, uh and yeah, laying all that down and saying this is this is about my spouse, this is about mm-hmm. my wife, and uh, leading our family in holiness.
5: Leading to the bigger picture of this is about the gospel. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. I'd say for me, just learning healthy communication at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Which While I, we were dating. Well, you just even in the early years of our marriage uh, too, okay. but yeah, in in dating and just. In the early years of marriage, and I, I would say that's a probably a big struggle for most couples mm-hmm. is healthy communication.
2: What's bad communication look like, and then what's
3: good mm-hmm. communication
5: look like? Right. <laughs> 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 They're looking at
3: each other. Yeah. <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad communication uh, is is probably just what comes naturally to. You. Okay, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, we'll just throw mm-hmm. that out there. Yeah, it's uh just a lot of uh, I guess. Uh, defensiveness and because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to have conflict in your marriage that's just a given um, and how mm-hmm. you handle that depends on how bad that conflict gets mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of the couples that we see because we, we get to do a lot of the crisis couples at city church mm-hmm. um, it's it's really just kind of the the crazy cycle idea where you know one person does something to make the other person mad and the other person then has to get back at them Mm. (laughs) in some way and punish Mm -hmm. them in some way um and we we kind of liken that to you have this brand new beautiful car and this car is your marriage and you love the car and the car is beautiful and then one day you know you're you're backing up in the driveway and you hit the mailbox and you put a you know a little dent in the Mm -hmm. fender and instead of, you know, saying, hey, we've got this dent. Let's get it fixed. <laughs> your spouse comes up and says, well, if he is going to dent the fender, huh. <laughs> I'm going to, like, just key the doors. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it just, it goes into this nasty cycle until we've just straight up wrecked our car. hmm So... The opposite of that is having some humility and uh, being aware when that defensiveness and that anger and that urge to strike back comes back and Mm -hmm. uh, pausing and and being able to admit fault and... um, admit whatever your part in the situation is because we always have some fault on both sides Mm. and uh, being able to talk through those things Yeah,
5: Yeah. and i think another big aspect of that is not assuming or assigning motives yeah for sure because to be honest we as humans just naturally do that Mm -hmm. especially if we're in a bad spot we're only going to assign bad motives or assume bad motives on their part and you know John always says we're bad mind readers so don't <laughs> assume or assign motives actually talk about it and oftentimes we'll find oh that was not their intent when they said this or yeah. when they did this that's good yeah. advice for sure
3: yeah and assume the best motives too yeah. um because mm-hmm. hey this is the person you married and you're supposedly wanting to spend the rest of your life with and uh, they're probably not just out to get you all the time yeah. <laughs> probably not, yeah. probably, not.
1: Yeah. probably not
3: yeah so uh just assume that uh they're they're doing whatever it is that they're doing that made you mad uh and in, in, in good faith and things just went sideways and try and pick it up and figure it out from there yeah that's
5: it's, all a, a lot of facets of the communication part there
2: right if someone does something in the relationship that upsets the other is it ever okay to just be like i've forgiven them in my mind i'm not going to say anything um or would you generally be like you should probably just say hey that bugged me a little bit um just to let you know but it's all good
5: i think it that requires some actual objective self-reflection because Mm -hmm. if it truly is you're you're being stupid about something they said then you just need to get over yourself kind of thing But there are times, and we've done this to one another, we'll approach, you know, John will come to me and say, I I don't think this was your intent, but when you said this, it was hurtful. Or when you said this, I took it to be this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Was that your intent? Or if that wasn't, maybe you could learn to rephrase this differently or or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, but he's always done good about leading us well in that conversation and just kind of setting that up that way. So, so it's not like, hey, you really ticked me off when you said this because yeah. I would go on the defensive or, or something. But yeah. he just assumes the best of me. And you, know, you may not have meant this, but this is how it came out. <laughs> yeah, And also probably evaluating why
1: you're not saying something about it if you've told yourself that you've forgiven them and that's why you're not gonna communicate about it rather than not wanting to approach the situation, honestly.
5: Right, yeah.
3: Yeah, conflict resolution isn't making the conflict going away, it's (laughs) resolving the conflict. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yes, Yes. Yes. for sure. uh, What's the best part of marriage? It's a
2: pretty general question, but... You go first.
5: I, I would just say, having someone who knows all of my flaws, all of my failures, and he still loves me fiercely. Oh. Mm. That's yeah, and I love our partnership. I, mm. I love our partnership. I
3: like the word fiercely in that. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh waking up bet, uh, next to my best friend every day is pretty awesome and uh just uh I really thought I loved her when we got married, and it was like absolutely nothing compared <laughs> to what it is 16 years later, because uh, we've just been through so many good and bad things that have just drawn us closer and closer mm-hmm. together, that have made us uh, better people, more more in the image of Christ, mm-hmm. um, as we kind of talk through things and resolve our, our own sin issues and our own problems, and... Uh, that's just amazing. Um, yeah.
5: And we pray that'll be the case as long as the yeah. Lord has us here on the earth yeah. by his grace.
2: If y'all pray together every day.
5: We pray as a family together, mm-hmm. but separately we do occasionally, but it's not a consistent thing every day. And I, I've made this point before. This is an area where I need growth in. John is... So smart and just so thoughtful. He puts a lot of thought into what he says. Mm-hmm. And I, a, a character flaw of mine is I just speed along. And um, so sometimes reading together or praying together doesn't work because John just wants to meditate. <laughs> and I'm really like, let's go, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, you know, it's not something we do like, just John and I every single day. As a family, we spend prayer time at night. But you know when when there's something bad going on or for instance the uh, a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago, you know, I just was struggling with a, a a sin and he just very lovingly, you know, took me in his arms and just prayed and spoke scripture over John, me. So, good. um you know, again John made the good point earlier. It doesn't have to look a certain way for every single yeah. couple. It's it's different. For
1: sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you guys, like, is there something that you do do habitually or like on a daily or weekly basis, whether it's spiritual, such as prayer or script reading, or is it just like, do you guys have a habit that you feel strengthens your marriage?
3: Um, I mean, we, Kayla mentioned us praying together as a family every night mm-hmm. and, and we read the Bible with our kids and, uh, kind of talk through passages with them and pray together. Um, but I think that's the only, maybe like, uh, regularly scheduled spiritual yeah. discipline kind yeah. of thing we do together. Uh, I mean, the main thing is just talking and communicating and, uh, and talking about you know what we're reading and talking about you know what what we're learning and you know what God's doing in our lives. And um, I don't want to be that couple that you know when the kids move out in ten years uh, that we're strangers and we don't know yeah. each other. Or yeah. um, and, and we have. We have time together every night. Um, we we make sure the kids go to bed at 8.30, uh, and uh, it gives us time uh, alone for us to, you know, play a game or watch a show or talk or do whatever um, that's just us. And and the kids know that. We tell them, you know, this is mommy and daddy time. This is not, you know. A <laughs> free-for-all. <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. Uh, and yeah that's 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 probably our big thing Mm
5: -hmm. that that is something we guard very tightly with ourselves and, and the kids know that too um although our son he's in middle school now and it is kind of silly to send a middle schooler to bed at 8:30, and so yeah. we we decided to let him start staying up till nine, and he gets to watch a documentary with us from 8:30 to nine. But every night, yeah, because he, he enjoy. We all enjoy documentaries because we're nerds, and um, Kevin <laughs> Kevin knows this. But um, we tell him he can't sit in between mom and dad. Aww. Mom Aww. and dad still get to sit beside each <laughs> That's other. Funny. But then, or even when they were younger dinner time was always funny they just always wanted some convoluted seating (laughs) arrangement and so we just finally made the rule mom and dad sit beside each other at dinner Uh and that's the kids don't sit in between us so I think that just reminds the kids that we are committed to one another Mm -hmm. and it just you know exemplifies that leaving and cleaving but I think John downplays it because he's he's a humble man but kind of going back to what he was saying earlier while we don't have this, let's get up at 6 30 every morning and read Mm -hmm. a chapter of the Bible together. John does, he leads me very well in that Deuteronomy passage where throughout the day, he's just talking about something he's been reading in scripture or just some like theological thought that's going on in his mind. And so that is just constantly, part of our conversation and it's not okay It's six o'clock let's talk bible uh, kind of thing and he, he leads us very well nice in that
2: do you all ever do like date nights just that you all two, or mm-hmm. how's that what does that look
3: like yeah uh that's we for the first several years we lived here, we had like zero babysitters. It was terrible. Mm. <laughs> so, our, our date nights at first looked a lot more like we're we'll give the kids some corn dogs and put them to bed early. <laughs> and we'll cook dinner together because we like to cook Can't together, mm-hmm. and uh, and just yeah, spend the night together like that um now they're a little older uh they're both in school and they're both in school and we'll do day
5: dates a lot of times because he works from home a lot oh nice so we'll do day dates
3: yeah we do those uh we can actually leave our kids alone for short periods of time and Mm -hmm. go out and do things now too which Mm -hmm. is nice and um, and that's getting better and better, Yeah, yes. but, J-
5: but John's introverted. So his, uh-huh. his idea of fun is not going out and painting <laughs> the town red, but it is just being at home. <laughs> well, that's what I was yeah, going to ask you guys is like,
1: so if you go on like a day day or you happen to get a babysitter, like mm-hmm. what do you guys like to do? Do you like to get dinner, lunch, walk around a park?
3: Four games. <laughs> yes, four games. Yeah. That is a big
5: part of it, Kevin. Um, You're right.
1: <laughs>
3: Jonah's, uh, was a pretty regular thing until... Mm-hmm. All the COVID craziness. Uh, Mm -hmm. We hadn't really been to Jonas in a long time. Uh, We also like kayaking. um, So sometimes we would, you know, go out to the Piney Sea or something. And uh, we've got like a two-man kayak. And we'd pack a lunch and go sit in the middle of a lake. and. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Eat lunch and hang out.
5: John likes nature.
3: (laughs) Um, Wrapping
2: up. Well, quick question. What does what finances look like in your family? Do, do one of y'all
3: um, take it all, or do y'all do it together? Uh, we we kind of do it together. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we have an app that we use um, and that we should probably advertise for and get royalties, but uh, you need a budget.
5: That's why the app is called. Yeah. Gotcha. That yeah. Not that you oh. need a budget. <laughs> I mean, well, you need yeah. a budget too. <laughs>
3: yeah, and it's uh, it it just lets us track our our uh, expenses and what we're spending and how much we have and all our uh, little accounts and stuff. We are we're pretty serious about budgeting. And, gotcha. Uh, we're both organized people. Yeah, and we're both yeah. savers. So that helps a lot. Yeah, um, but we
5: do we talk about it a lot. We don't just assume even the small purchases we hey what do you f- feel about this gotcha and, um so we do although we <laughs> we just discuss everything everything about everything, like that. About <laughs> gotcha. everything and so that just comes naturally to us yeah i don't know about good communication but we <laughs> like just it. like to talk about everything so <laughs> <laughs> nice
1: Okay, so moving forward, kind of away from relationships, but it also could be about relationships, what are the best books that each of you has read, or your favorite book? Could be about it, relationships, but if not...
3: Um, mine, uh, I really like uh, Mike Wilkerson's uh, book, Redemption, um, J.I. J. Packer's uh, Knowing God, um, C.S. Lewis, uh, Mere Christianity is a favorite, and... I could probably give you like <laughs> enough like uh, nerdy um, fantasy books to last you a couple of years, <laughs> um, but you probably don't want to know about it. <laughs> <them. laughs>
5: um, I I would agree with John on knowing God by mm-hmm. J I Packer. That's one of my favorites. Okay. And of course, I know you guys have been yeah. Really we read good. it
2: through well half some of us I yeah, yeah yeah it. yeah me neither <laughs> we were <laughs> <Okay>. let's <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: yeah yeah we read student leaders read that okay. over yeah. the holiday
2: break I think every student leader probably opened it up at one point
5: yeah. <laughs> yes but it is good it's it, super dense though it is okay. very dense yeah. um in fact I actually read it every two years what? um That's yeah crazy. because it was well it was that formative for me but to your point Kevin it is so dense that I don't get everything that I need to get out of it you yeah. know in each read, and so that's, what, but anyways, it's a great one. I would say Bonhoeffer's Life Together.
2: Oh, I've read that. Which good. I've,
5: yeah, I, I joke with Ashlyn and Joe that I think it needs to be required reading for city church members. <laughs> but um, if if you have not read Life Together, it's really thin, but so good about just the church community. Um, Gospel fluency—that's a really great book, just about how the gospel is part of your your everyday speech and if you wanted to read a relationship book the meaning of marriage by tim keller is yes. one of our favorites
3: that's uh that's one of the best books on marriage period mm-hmm. uh, absolutely like uh that uh what is it the genius or er, er, intelligence borrows and genius steals um yeah <laughs> and uh he, he admits he stole it all he <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took all the best parts from all the marriage books he'd read and put them in one and it's he a phenomenal did a fantastic book. job yeah.
5: but i guess any non-spiritual related books i do like me some jane austen so i don't get my ideas. little hoity-toity <laughs> hoity-toity english she wrote english pride literature and prejudice. yeah 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 you
3: read that book pride and prejudice I started on that okay. uh, earlier this year, and uh, then a book I had been waiting to be released came out, and I quickly jumped to that. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. Maybe, maybe I'll go back to it. But
5: yeah. yes, we will go back to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Oh, <laughs> both of you are pretty avid readers. It seems like we we both do love to read. In fact, when we went on our honeymoon, we each took a stack of books and just sat sat on the beach and read. Yeah, oh, what? I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's
2: awesome. Is that a deal breaker if one person's a reader? And the others not or maybe another question uh should I, should everyone be a reader I think I don't know I'm I'm only 22 but I think everyone should be a reader yeah. I don't know
5: some we aspects.
3: think so no. yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah
3: uh everybody definitely should be a reader um, okay I don't know if that's a deal breaker or not um but uh maybe maybe if one of you and you can or you're both not it's something you can <laughs> grow into Yeah, yeah. Gotcha.
5: listen to an audiobook <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough
2: um any Valentine's Day tips for uh, the people? I guess, is this one? Oh, it'll be passed by the time we release oh, this yeah. one. But that's okay. It's just <laughs> for next year for <laughs> everyone. Is there anything you'll spe- do special every year or no? Or?
5: So we, I, I actually love our Valentine's tradition um, is we give the kids like corn dogs or ham- cheap hamburgers and they eat that and then we put them to bed early and then we just, we usually get a. Expensive cut of fish or something, oh, nice. and we cook together, and we usually end up playing a board game or something too. And so, it I know it's really cool, but you know <laughs> yeah. honestly, so y'all don't go out to eat at all now. good for y'all. Again, we don't want to fool with the crowds. It's honestly, it's, it's ridiculous. Hectic, yeah, yeah, and we don't want to tip someone. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it gets expensive.
3: Hey, it does. Say, we Save do tip when we go places. Right, We <laughs> <right, right, right. laughs> yeah, 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 get this so, flavor. <laughs> I need that. Do. But. That's
1: why you choose to not go places. That's yeah. right. <laughs> okay so wrapping up what can someone do right now to prepare themselves for a godly marriage whether they are in a relationship or not
3: say uh, be serious about your faith and um, go to war with your sin and uh, just try and live out the gospel every day work on those those sin issues and those problems in your life because they're they're not going to just go away and get better. Um, a lot of people say, Hey, at this, at this stage of my life, at this phase of my life, I won't have to worry about this sin or that sin anymore. Or I'll, I'll get back together. And they don't, uh, it, it just, just gets worse.
5: Yeah. Marriage actually exacerbates a lot of
3: those. Yeah. Everybody's on things. their best behavior right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, cause you're trying to woo this person in there and, uh, if you've got a lot of problems right now, then uh, it's it's time to to move on. Um, find somebody it's that it's not super hard with because if it's super hard now, it's gonna be uh, a dumpster fire later. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough.
5: Yeah, I would just say just ingraining those spiritual disciplines in your life now, whether you know, it's reading God's word, praying, tithing, serving giving etc because yeah to John's point if if you're not doing it now your marriage isn't going to make you do that naturally and uh, I think probably just a good scripture reference that we should all take into consideration whether it be if we're preparing for marriage in marriage or just not would be Colossians 3, which I referred to earlier, but I'll just read this short passage because I don't have it memorized like John. (laughs) (laughs) But it says, Therefore, God's chosen ones, holy and loved, put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, accepting one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. And above all, put on love, the perfect bond of unity, And let the peace of the Messiah, to which you were also called in one body, control your hearts. Be thankful. And let the message about the Messiah dwell richly among you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I think... I mean, you can't do better, that, yeah. better than that in preparing yourselves for, yeah. for marriage.
2: That's good stuff. Cool. Thank you all so much for being on here with us. Oh, that was thanks helpful. for having us. Yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks again for listening to the For the Campus podcast. If this podcast was helpful for you, please take time to share it with others. Also, feel free to reach out to us online. Have a great day.